As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the 49ers Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, San Francisco 49ers Insider, Matt Mayoko. We have another bonus edition of the 49ers Insider Podcast brought to you by Big O Tires on the eve of the 49ers Week 13 game against the Baltimore Ravens. I sat down with Coach Kyle Shanahan for the show 49ers Game Plan, which airs every Saturday night on NBC Bay Area TV. The 49ers take their 10-1 record into Baltimore for the game Sunday against the 9-2 Ravens, who are riding the extraordinary talents of second-year quarterback Lamar Jackson on a seven-game winning streak. The read option essentially came into the NFL in 2012 when Shanahan was Washington's offensive coordinator under his father, head coach Mike Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan had to come up with a system that was a fit for rookie quarterback Robert Griffin, whom the club selected with the number two overall selection in 2012. Griffin, as a rookie, threw for 3,200 yards and 20 touchdowns while also rushing for 800 yards and seven scores before injuries sidetracked his career. Seven years later, Griffin is the backup quarterback for the Ravens behind second-year quarterback Lamar Jackson, who is taking the idea of the dual-threat quarterback to an entirely different level. I spoke with Shanahan about defending Lamar Jackson, as well as what the 49ers must do on offense on a day in which forecasts call for 100% chance of rain in Baltimore. Here's Kyle Shanahan on the 49ers Insider Podcast. Kyle, this is the second game that you guys will face in a historically difficult three-game stretch. When you talk to the team, is it just another game, or do you kind of emphasize to them that they have to raise their elevation of game to compete against such a good opponent? Um, I don't really talk about them raising anything because um, you know I think we like to think that we give everything we can every week. So um, to say we need to raise it would mean to imply that we're not doing it every week. So. Um, I know you got to play really good ball versus a team like this, and we talk about that and being on the details and everything. But I think the thing I've stressed the most with the guys is just how cool of a situation we're in. You know, just how hard you work to have a record like we have had um, to be here after Thanksgiving weekend and being able to play in a game that people are talking about this, where it's one of the bigger games of the year, um, where we do have the best record in the league and we're going against the hottest team in the league. Um, it's a really cool challenge. Um, it's really cool to. Two, two really good teams playing against each other, and I just want our guys to enjoy it. When you face a team like the Ravens, I mean, they're getting all kinds of national exposure because of Lamar Jackson, how well he's playing, one of the top dual-threat quarterbacks ever. But the read option really came into vogue in 2012, and you brought it in with Washington and Robert Griffin. What was your influence at that point? What did you try to draw on to script that for the NFL game? Uh, mine was a little different then, like not, not uh, there wasn't a lot of tape on it, and I had seen it a lot in college and stuff, especially studying Robert at Baylor. Um, and once we got him, I knew that was the direction we were going to need to go. Um, 
but I didn't want to study too much of it in college because it's more about studying the defenses and how they play it. I think everyone can figure out how to run that scheme, um, but you got to know how guys are going to defend it. So we made about a 200 play cut up that um, consisted of all the zone reads that had been done over the, those previous few years. There was a lot of Vince Young on it. Um, there was Tim Tebow. Uh, there was stuff they did with Michael Vick a little bit, not as much, but so we got about 200 clips of NFL football and zone read and we kind of saw how everyone defended it and we put in something in the offseason that we thought would tie everything together and take us through the year being able to adjust. And so now when you watch what the Ravens are doing with Lamar Jackson, is it similar to what you were doing or how have they been able to take that to the next level? Uh, they've taken it to the next level because it's not just zone read. I mean, zone read is when you're reading a defensive end and if he takes the back, then the quarterback really is running to the sideline. Um, they usually turn up inside by the numbers and before that middle third safety gets to him, they can slide for a 15 yard gain or in Lamar's case, try to run him over or make a miss for an 80 yard gain. And that's really all the zone read is. But um, and that's what we did a ton at Washington. But what they're doing, I mean, they're doing quarterback power, quarterback counter, um, running the quarterback up the middle. Um, they're doing a ton of things off of it, which truly makes it to me a wildcat offense because um, you haven't seen someone use a quarterback that way in all those type of runs. And the issue is, though, it's a wildcat offense with a quarterback playing the wildcat, which is what's making it pretty historic on what they're doing. I would imagine a lot of responsibility falls on 11, all 11 of your defenders, but anybody in particular, any areas of your defense in particular that will really get stressed out as far as what they try to do and the advantages they try to create? Yeah, each guy kind of connects to connects to another. You know, we need our defensive ends to do their job exactly so a couple of our linebackers can, and then all the pressure will be on the linebacker to make that play. Um, if we don't hold the guys inside with our defensive tackles and our nose guard, um, you know, the guys like um, Buckner and DJ Jones, uh, if they can't handle inside, then it's going to be a trickle-down effect where it hurts the defensive end, which will then hurt the linebacker, then which ultimately will fall on the safeties being in a lot of space with that quarterback. So um, every guy is just as important because uh, they're all tied together to play 11 on 11 football and if you have one weak link um, it kind of goes down the line and that'll happen in the game and that, that's the big thing when it does happen there's going to be some space and they'll get a big run uh, you got to bring them down and then but you still got to find out what the weak link was so you don't adjust everybody sometimes one guy gets out of a gap so the next guy decides to do something different the next play well the next play the guy did his job right so it opens up a different hole and that's how kind of things fall apart when stuff like this happens so uh, you got to stick with your rules go to the sideline talk about what happened and keep playing hard your defensive line has been is so aggressive you guys you know basically try to meet at the quarterback and then defend the run if you know kind of adjust to the run do, do you guys have to coach that differently this week, can your defensive line be as aggressive as you have been in the past? Uh, you can at times, um, but I think definitely if, if you're just if you're not going to adjust at all and just play the exact same way you always do, um, then I think this quarterback and this offense has proven that you're going to have some issues with that. So there are things you need to tinker with, things you got to adjust. But just like anything, you also still got to do what you're good at. Um, so there's a fine line between that. We're going to have to honor a lot of what they do. We're going to have to play smart. They definitely, their scheme is making everyone adjust. Um, but there's got to be some times in the game where we do what we do, and we do it at a high level when we get to the quarterback. You, you talked about the safeties. Jimmy Ward at the free safety position is the eraser. How have 
Jimmy and Joukowsky Tart fit together. I mean, old high school teammates to kind of tie down that secondary. Um, they've been great this year. You know, it's something that we've been kind of envisioning for a while since we've been here and really hoping it could get to this point. And it seems like, you know, one, one or the other, they've always had some type of injury that's prevented them from really being out there for a long time together. Um, and it started out that way this year with Jimmy getting hurt the first week in practice. Uh, so he had to miss a few weeks. Uh, but once he's come back, I mean, he played at a high level right away. He's gotten better each game. Having him and Tart out there together is, you know, I think both of them are playing at a Pro Bowl level. Um, not all, not both of them aren't getting quite the recognition yet. Um, but like the way they played on Monday night versus Green Bay, the way I know they're going to play here on Sunday, um, we feel very good about those two, and uh, I think the country is going to start seeing it soon too. And now this word from Big O Tires. Black Friday sale days at Big O Tires are back. Almost everything is discounted, including buy three, get one free on select in-stock tires with installation purchase. Plus, flexible options available with your Big O credit card. See participating Big O Tire store for all offer details ends December 8th. We continue this bonus episode of the 49ers Insider Podcast with 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan. Tomorrow in Baltimore, a 100% chance of rain, which doesn't leave the, the weatherman much wiggle room. <laughs> so you, you know Baltimore is going to run the ball. What do you guys have to do offensively to take care of Jimmy Garoppolo and make the game easier for him on Sunday? Well, it always, I mean, to make any game easier, you always want to get the run game going. Um, you know, rain usually will make that stronger also. But, um, and also going against this team, well, we need to keep that ball away from them, which first thing that comes to your mind is to run the ball. But um, the way you keep the ball away from people is you get first downs. So um, that will entail running the ball. It will entail throwing the ball too, regardless of the weather, because um, you got to move those chains on third down. And if we can stay out there long, then I feel real good about our run game because they do some good things on their defense. But if we get the runs called, if we can get about 30 runs called in this game, uh, that's the way you can break them down, get them out. They do a lot of risky blitzes, which are risky for both teams. Um, but if we can get a number of calls versus them, you can break a long one. Um, the hard thing about getting 30 calls is, I promise I'm not calling 30 runs in a row. Uh, we we, we got to get some, we got to keep them off balance. We got to move the chains on third. And um, if we can have a game where that eventually happens, I think you'll see the run game get going. So what are the keys when you face a, a risky blitz attack like Don Wink Martindale does with, with the Ravens, their defense coordinator? What has to happen? Uh, how much on point do you guys have to be just across the board? Yeah, you got to realize that they're going to have some very good opportunities to make a play on us. And when they do, um, we got to make it the the least effective possible. You know, if they get to our quarterback, we got to take a sack and make sure that it's not a that we don't fumble it. Um, if they got if we have no one open, we can't force it and uh, throw a pick. Our, um, our backs when they're getting tackled and stuff, they can't let them take the take that ball out and get a fumble. And because they're going to have some plays where they bring too many, you're not totally ready for it. You're in a bad play and you got to survive it. Um, but there's also going to be a number of times we have a play where they don't have enough people, where there's no one in a lane, um, where we can get get a guy in a very good matchup going maybe against a defensive end dropping on a pressure or something like that. When we do get those opportunities, uh, it can't be a first down. It's got to be a 60-yarder hoping to get a touchdown. Um, but we got to score in those drives that it happens because it's not going to happen every drive. But when it does, we can't miss it. Obviously, George Kittle's a big key every week. But in a game like this where it might be difficult for the quarterback to drive the ball down the field, just how important, how much do you rely on George Kittle catching those underneath passes and doing what he does best, which uh, is yards after the catch? Yeah, we rely a ton on it, um, you know, especially when you're going against some soft zone defenses. We'll just feed it to him underneath, and he'll usually drag 
five people for 10 yards to get a first down. Um, these guys do play some zone, not expecting a lot of it. These guys want to challenge you. They want to man you up. They want to grab you. They want to beat you up at the line. And we got the best guy for that because George can knock him out of the way, get going on his routes, and hopefully we can hold up on some of these blitzes and the ones that we can't. Uh, hopefully we have the right play call on and we can get one quickly to George or one of our other guys and they can run with the ball. The first day of, of free agency in 2017 with you and and John Lynch, you guys spent a lot of money for a fullback by the name of Kyle Juszczyk that not too many people around here knew a lot about. Uh, you guys took some criticism for as much money as you paid him, making him the highest paid fullback in the league. So now three years later, when you look back on that, how do you feel about what Kyle Juszczyk has brought to the table, not only in your offense, but also just leadership and just what he brings to the locker room? Uh, I mean, he's even, we, we wanted him bad, um, but he's even been better than I hoped for. Um, you know, one of the first guys we targeted was him in free agency. We didn't know how much he was going to cost, um, but we knew we had to get him. Uh, we knew he was too big of a deal. Um, he was too good of a fullback, and if he was going to be on the best fullback in the league, he should be on a team that uses him the most. Uh, so you don't set out to spend that much money on a fullback, and we, you want to get it for the best deal possible. Um, but a number of other teams wanted him, and a number of other teams saw it the same way, and that's what it took to get him, and um, I'm never worried about it. You know, that's, that's how valuable he is, and when you think about $5 million, it might be a lot for a fullback, but it's not for a good football player. And Kyle's been that in every aspect for us. Uh, he's been very valuable in the run game and in the pass game, even though he's not always involved with touching it. Um, he makes a lot of our stuff go, and I know it's really hard for Baltimore to lose him, um, and I know it's going to be a big game for him going back there. I guess what you just said is, I mean, there is an apples and oranges element of this. For most teams, paying a fullback a lot of money doesn't make sense, but you use him a lot. Well, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I, that I think is funny because everyone goes off whether you overpaid someone or not based off whatever the chart is and what they're compared to at other people. But I've seen a lot of um, backup receivers in the last couple of years get $10 million. Um, I've seen a number of tight ends get 8 to $10 million, um, who I don't think are used as much as our fullback. So to me, it's all, it's all relative. It's however you look at it. But, you know, I mean, people went crazy for Jimmy getting all that money, too, um, a year ago. But six months later, I, you know, I think he was like the 10th quarterback in the league in money. So it's all the time when you get it and how it's ranked. But um, you never want to be irresponsible at all. Um, but you can't always go with just comparing um, apples to apples or apples to oranges. Yeah. When you look at your defense and what Richard Sherman has meant to you guys, and then you look on the other side and there's Earl Thomas and, and what he's meant to the Ravens after those guys were teammates, how important is it for to have that kind of veteran leadership, specifically in the defensive backfield? Uh, I, th I think it's huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's always good when you're on a team that's um, starting to win and you have someone who's done it before. I think it's, you know, guys hear the coaches talk a lot and things like that, but there's always good to have a player who's done it, who's been there, who's played at an extremely high level. And it's not always the case. Some guys are just fortunate to be on the right team. Um, but the two guys you bring up, I and mean, they were one of the main reasons those teams were like that. And not just because of their ability, but the way they went about their job day in and day out. And Sherman's been that for us. And I, I don't know Earl, um, but I know how he's played. I know his style of play from playing him all the time in Seattle. I know how he looks on tape this year. And I guarantee he's having a big impact there for them, just like Sherman's for us. So you guys leave for this trip. You won't be coming back until the evening or the night of December 8th. You're spending the week practicing in Florida to get ready for that game against New Orleans. What was the inspiration after having that same sort of setup in Youngstown earlier this season? Why is it important to do that? Um, well, just realizing just from the two years prior to being here how hard it was, um, which everyone warned me about, but I didn't totally believe.
believe till I went through it. Um, just being on the West Coast and the time change and um, how it is a little tough for your body to adjust to those 10 a.m. kickoffs if you're not used to it. And um, being able to stay out, once you do that for one game and when you have them back to back, to fly out here, how much it messes you up throughout the week, trying to just get back to normal. And then to have to fly back again on that Friday when then you're messed up again. So once we saw on the schedule that we had back to back East Coast games, um, knew right away that we wanted to try it. Wasn't sure how it would go, but um, I think it definitely helped us in Cincinnati. Um, the week I think was tough at first, but our guys got used to it. It was pretty cool to spend that time together. And I think the team definitely felt better on Sunday than they had. Now, if you don't get back to back trips, uh, it's not an option, um, but it is this time. You still got the challenge on Sunday, but by the time New Orleans comes, that week will be East Coast people because um, we'll be used to that time change and nothing will be different for us. This has been a bonus episode of the 49ers Insider Podcast with Coach Kyle Shanahan on the eve of the 49ers Week 13 game against the Baltimore Ravens. Subscribe to the 49ers Insider Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And check out some of our previous episodes this season with DJ Jones, Jerry Rice, Richard Sherman, and many others. And please leave a rating and a review. Also, you can find other interesting podcasts on all Bay Area teams at NBCSportsBayArea.com backslash podcast. The 49ers Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.